Hello, and welcome back to the Doxology Podcast. I'm Lucas Stock. And I am Jens Nelson. This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life striving for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. One of the things that is not explicitly mentioned in our intro, but we do from time to time as part of our journeying through life as a Christian um, thinking through, reflecting on what it means to do so, is taking a look at specific passages, stories, or features that we find in Holy Scripture. Um, Sometimes this is things that are a little bit more obscure and maybe take a little bit more time to work through. Sometimes it's something that kind of sticks out because it seems odd or seems kind of like it doesn't quite fit what we might expect in a given story or, or anything like that, or maybe doesn't fit with our sort of you know, post-enlightenment, modern, scientific way of viewing the world. Um, what do we do with things like sea monsters? And what do we do with, you know, uh, ghosts coming up when a witch summons them and talking to you? And um, those sorts of things, which we've done episodes like this before. Um, but this is a similar idea where we're focusing in on a specific passage or a specific story in scripture and, and kind of asking... Um, asking a specific question that that um, initially was posed to me by you um, and has apparently been asked before based on some of the research I did. Like, I, I had never thought of or heard this idea before, but um, it was super fun and interesting to think about. Um, so I'm going to kick it to you for you to sort of pose the question, kind of give us the rundown of, like, where this question comes from. Um, and kind of situate us, and then we'll go from there and kind of talk about, talk through this this story, which is very familiar, from an angle which probably will be less familiar um, if you're anything like me. So go ahead and, and kick us off, why don't you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is this is this happens from time to time where I'm just randomly reading a passage of scripture, or I see someone pose a question online, and it causes me to think about a passage in a way that I have never thought about it before. And the, I don't know what I'm going to title this yet. I'll probably actually title it this. Was Jesus short? Um, I think it'll be a, a nice little clickbaity title for all of you guys. But um, yeah, that's an interesting question. It's a question that literally has no bearing on our faith necessarily. It's not like if Jesus was five foot two versus six foot seven, it's not like anything is going to be different in the efficacy of his you know, his work upon the cross. Um, But it is still like an interesting question. One, because of the passage we're going to read. Two, because there's passages that talk about, you know, Jesus not being, um, you know, anything fancy. He wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything about him that would have been overly attractive or, uh, you know, above and beyond your your normal person. Um, So the, the passage in question today is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, specifically verse 3. So I'm going to read verses 1 through 5, and then we'll discuss. So this is in the CSB. It says, He entered Jericho, that means Jesus, and was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Must be nice, am I right? Uh, Verse 3, He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able because of the crowd, since he was a short man. So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, since he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, 
Hurry and come down, because today it is necessary for me to stay at your house. End of verse 5. So, I mean, there are a lot of things we could discuss here, like how did Jesus know Zacchaeus' name? There was, there was no formal introduction that we had ever seen, yet he comes to the sycamore tree and says, Zacchaeus. Um, number two, why is a sycamore tree called out explicitly? Why not just a tree? Or some structure, but like a sycamore tree is a very particular type of tree. Uh, but the thing that we're going to focus on today is who is short in this passage. Because um, again, as I was reading this, we'll read verse 3. It says, he, Zacchaeus, was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able because of the crowd. So there's this large crowd gathering, lots of people. Jesus is coming into town. And it says, since he was a short man. Now, if I'm reading this as an English speaker in the CSB translation, Zacchaeus was trying to see Jesus, trying to see who he was, but he wasn't able because of the crowd. So is Zacchaeus the short guy and can't see Jesus because of the crowd? Or is Zacchaeus average, normal, tall, and can't see Jesus because there's a large crowd around him and Jesus is short? Because, like, just from from purely looking at the text here, it could, in theory, be read either way. So, what I did, I pulled up a couple of other translations, and I figured, let's compare. Let's see what verse 3 reads and a couple of others. Uh, so, in the ESV, it says, And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. That really doesn't help clear things up all that much. It still kind of seems like either of them could be the short one in this account. Let's see what the NIV has to say. The NIV says he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. That makes it sound like Zacchaeus is the short one, right? And then we come to the RSV. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not, on account of the crowd, because he was small in stature. That one also is somewhat ambiguous. Now let's go to the NASB. It says Zacchaeus, which is interesting that it's it's in italics, which is meant to like, instead of just he, it's telling us who the he is to avoid confusion. Um, so NASB says Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was unable due to the crowd because he was short in stature. So yet again, many of these uh, English translations of the Greek manuscripts make it somewhat ambiguous uh, what is actually happening or who the short person is in this story. Um, the message, interestingly, makes it very clear. It basically just says Zacchaeus is a short person. Um, and so as I thought about this passage, as I thought about surrounding passages, other things we may have seen elsewhere in scripture, like this is the only place we see Zacchaeus. So we have no idea um, if he is short, tall, in between. Jesus, we see a lot of. We, I mean, the whole Gospels are about Jesus, right? Um, and so, yeah, what, what, what do we make of this? I, I, I think like when I, when I posed this question to Lucas, I was thinking specifically of like a Sunday school or like you know VBS type song where um, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Um, I think that's how it went. But there was like this little nursery rhyme song about Zacchaeus being a little man climbing up into a, a sycamore tree to see what he could see, see, see. I don't know if you remember that, Lucas, or maybe if some of our listeners do. But like that would make it seem obvious that perhaps Zacchaeus is the short man. So my point here, um, I think we'll we'll sort of see this by the end, 
is that like this is a great example of why scripture, why the Bible is read in community. Um, we read in fellowship with other believers, um, you know, in our local congregations, but also in a sense with the great tradition, more broadly speaking. This is why like Jesus and my Bible simply does not work. Because if you're, again, if you're an English speaker, just reading your English text, having no context of the language behind it, you might deduce that like Jesus was the short man in this story. And again, that doesn't have a ton of bearing. However, there are passages where it can have significant bearing. So it's, it's, it's like, if we're going to be consistent, we have to be consistent across the board. So that brings us to our resident linguistics expert, uh, Mr. Lucas Stock. Uh, I know this man is well-versed in Greek. He is a scholar above and beyond anybody I've ever met. So Lucas is going to give us the inside scoop on what's happening linguistically here. No, 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 no. But I do know a little bit enough um, to confirm that in the in in the published critical edition Greek text, so like the standard that these translations uh, come from, um, it's not more it's not more obvious. It's not it's not less ambiguous which he refers to Zacchaeus, which he refers to Jesus. Um, so, cause that really is the, that really is the issue. Like, like what's going on is very clear, but the third person singular masculine pronouns in English, he, um, because the only two characters in these cup, this sentence, um, are singular masculine characters, like grammatically speaking, um, there's no way to differ using pronouns. There's no way to differentiate other than just sentence order those syntax, those sorts of things. But because of the way the sentence comes out in English, it's, it remains ambiguous. And the same, the same is true. The same is true in Greek. Um, and like you mentioned in the NASB, they, they start the sentence with Zacchaeus instead of he was, was, I forget exactly. Like he was trying to see Jesus or trying to see who Jesus was. And so they clarify that by saying Zacchaeus, like that's obvious in reading the paragraph, but it's in italics because the name Zacchaeus doesn't show up in verse three. Um, and it's the same kind of thing. There's, there's no, um, there's no sort of nugget that you get by, you know, cause we could, I'm, I, I didn't do this, but I'm sure we could do the same kind of thing looking at like, not just other English translations, but you know, a Spanish translation, a French translation, a German translation. And I, I my guess would be, we'd see the exact same thing where some of them might supply Zacchaeus, some of them might move the order around so it's a little more obvious that it's Zacchaeus who's short. Um, some of them might be just the exact same level of ambiguity as as what we see in the English translations, just in Spanish or French or whatever. Um, because at the end of the day, in Greek, all all the verbs, the the way Greek works is a little different than English. All the verbs, all the adjectives, like their third, the pronouns, their third person masculine singular meaning they can apply to Zacchaeus or Jesus so all we really get is he was small in stature is is a more literal way I think it was the ESV who did it or I forget or the RSV that you read from um meaning short so at the end of the day we know what's going on Zacchaeus is trying to see Jesus he can't because of the crowd and the reason that the crowd prevents him is because 
he <laughs> is small in stature or short. And at the end of the day, it, it wouldn't, it doesn't matter who's short. Climbing up a sycamore tree to see over the crowd is still going to be a solution, whether Zacchaeus is the short one and he's just shorter than the people in the crowd or whether Jesus is the short one. Either way, if Zacchaeus is elevated, he'll be able to see. Um, and it is it is interesting um, because it's one of those things, like I think I, I think I mentioned in the, I, th- I think this was after we hit record, like I had never heard this before. Um, the idea that, like, like it, it, I never noticed that it was ambiguous, I guess I should say. I'd never heard anybody ask the question, who is short in stature in this passage? I'd never heard anybody ask the question more generally, like how tall is Jesus? It's just not something that in my mind, like, I guess I never really thought about it, but probably when I'm reading a book, including the gospels, like, unless it, unless it points out how tall someone is, they're all probably the same height in my mind. (laughs) Now that I think about it, they're all probably my height. Like everyone in in the New Testament is five ten, except for Zacchaeus because it says he was short, you know. But um, but so it's one of those things that just totally totally sk- skips your attention unless it gets pointed out to you. And and obviously, like we have the we have the the children's song about Zacchaeus, and like there's you know, <laughs> I guess we could say there's there's generally a consensus that Zacchaeus is the short one like that's how we that's how we read it that's certainly how you know it's popularly taught to children and I think it's really you know helpful and sweet to teach it in that way to 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 look at you know Zacchaeus's redemptive story there to people who are a lot younger but like point being um it's interesting how it's just this little wrinkle that is completely unnoticed and in this case um and and most of the time when this happens it doesn't like you said it doesn't really matter in the sense that at the end of the day it is probably this is probably the most inconsequential decision of biblical interpretation you'd ever have to make who you said is shorter than the other Zacchaeus or Jesus. You know, I think, I think today that is true. And, and as I've thought about this dude, I was, I was actually like, well, where do we see elsewhere in scripture, the mention of somebody's height? Because like, that's not like an unimportant detail. If it's in like Holy scripture, there was like a reason. Right. And so I think for example, of like David and Goliath, obviously we see Goliath's stature. He's, he's basically a giant, probably the heir of a Nephilim. Right. We've talked about that before. Another one, though, is Saul. In 1 Samuel 9, verse 2, it says, He, speaking of uh, Kish, um, he had a son named Saul, an impressive young man. There was no one more impressive among the Israelites than he. He stood a head taller than anyone else. And so, like, Israel's first king, Saul, is described as this man... Right, first king? Am I? That's right, right? Yeah. He, like... He has this impressive stature. He's he's more impressive than anybody else. He's a head taller. So it's like there's a reason that he's described this way. You want your king to be this like chiseled, good-looking, rugged, like just beefy dude apparently. Like that's kind of how it they make Saul out to be, right? As opposed to some humble, meek, low person. And again, the the passage I was mentioning earlier was actually from Isaiah 53, which if we're 
reading Christologically, we take to be about Jesus, but it says he didn't have any impressive form. That's so interesting. Like we just read about Saul, the first king, being more impressive than anybody. And then Isaiah 53 verse 2 says he did not have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him. No appearance that we should desire him. And so it's like, even if it doesn't matter how tall Jesus is, like in some way it matters because like scripture addresses it at least tangentially. Other people have these impressive forms. They're taller, more whatever. But Jesus doesn't have an impressive form or majesty. He, he's like anybody else, some other dude, just any other carpenter living in Israel. And so what does that say, though, about who he actually is, who he ends up being? Like the king of the universe, the one who died upon a cross, who literally changed the world. He wasn't some, like, impressive dude necessarily. So, like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, yes, it does not matter if he was 5'2", 5'6", 7'3", but his form is mentioned. So what, what are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's, I think that is really, it is important. Like, like the, the, the centimeters in height that he was isn't important. Um, but the, the distinction between a king like, you know, a king of Israel like Saul or a king of Israel like David. And Christ is the true David. And, and David is, you know, the youngest. He's a lowly shepherd. He's so, you know, not on Jesse's radar for possible, like knowing one of his sons is going to be anointed king. He doesn't even think to call David back from the field. Like, like he's so not on Jesse's radar that Samuel would pick him as king that he's not even present, you know? So, so there there's i think i think you know what you point out is 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 very true and very helpful there is a it, there is a parallel to be made whether whether between between Christ and David or Christ and Saul you know sort of an inverse inverse or, or parallel relationship where the what you know what what man what israel counts as a value in terms of their king in terms of their messianic expectations in terms of what they demand from god you know like give us a king like the nations and and he does he gives them saul right um all of that is exactly the opposite or 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 at least it all of that is is not the consideration that god makes in evaluating the you know evaluating the worth the worthiness of somebody in this and and applying that to christ like christ's you know power is made perfect in weakness his victory is in his crucifixion you know his glory is in his shame like there's there's no um there's no like so so to speak like quote-unquote worldly um reason for you know christ to be crowned And, and i think that i don't think that that you're incorrect at all. I think that that is very, that is very, um, sig- uh, or, you know, it's significant to, to think about, um, where there is a, you know, there is a precedent for noting, you know, humanly impressive physical features in scripture. And, and especially with respect to Israel's Kings. And we see Christ, um, fulfilling the truth which is um 
that it's not where you know the power is found it's found in in god and it is interesting to to think about like this somewhat subtle reference like like for now like let's assume it's talking about jesus's height it is interesting um to me that that would be a point you know that that luke only wants to make in sort of a side comment once at least off the top of my head that i can remember um or any of the other gospel writers like it it, it if it was a i'm not saying like it's there what you're talking about is is there for sure but if if we're if we were trying to apply that specifically to his height relative to other people um it, it if that was a point the gospels were making i would expect to see it more than once in one side comment um but that is something to that is something to not forget because jesus is israel's king and we and what happened you know when israel first got a king oh we we, we went for saul and you know like like there's there's a lot of significance there and i do think also um one thing i'll say like i i think it probably is zacchaeus because um and and this comes out just in in the normal like like part of why i think it's a question that i'd never even considered or even thought of or heard before you uh texted me is because like it's the pronouns are ambiguous but if you are just reading the sentence and and if you're starting off in the beginning with with um Zacchaeus is the subject it says he but but we know that first he is referring to Zacchaeus because it says he was searching to see who Jesus was so we know that that's Zacchaeus and he was not able to because of the crowd that's the main idea and then the the thing about being short in stature is a subordinate clause and again this is this is true just in English like um and so it it makes sense to me like he was searching to see who Jesus was but he was not able to because of the crowd for he was short in stature. And so there are in, in the actual, like, like not just that one sentence, but the pericope in general, both are both Jesus and Zacchaeus are referred to using pronouns. So you can't, you can't just say, Oh, well, you know, every he is Zacchaeus. So why would this one be different? Like, that would make a lot of sense. That's not the case. In that, in the particular sentence of verse three, I believe it is the case that every he is every every he is Zacchaeus, um, except for the the one about being short. Like we know, every other he is Zacchaeus, or at least we know every other he who it's referring to. So it it seems like because Zacchaeus is sort of the the, the he's the subject of that verse, right? Like he is looking he is not able to um and jesus is mentioned in a passive sense like he is trying to see jesus but he's not able to i think it makes sense to sort of read it that way where he being short refers to zacchaeus um and that sort of like you know if i were to if 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 this if i had to pick one that's what i would pick and that's why but i do go back to um it's not something where it's like, like, like it's, it's a real, like if you're just reading and you notice it, it's a real question. And to what you were saying in terms of, of reading in community, I think, I think the point I want to draw out from thinking about this question for the last couple of weeks since you texted me is like, 
obviously like there there are exceptions to this and there's a con like us sitting down to record a podcast where we talk about like obscure questions is a very different context than like a Sunday morning sermon or you know a conversation with a coworker about the Bible or something like that um so what I'm about to say I think is true but it but with a little caveat that it depends on the context like my point that I came away from from thinking about this with is like when you're trying the caveat being when you're trying to to seriously and I don't mean in like a formal university setting but just like when you're trying to seriously read and study scripture and learn as much as you can about it about what it says what it means trying to trying to just immerse yourself and and drink in as much as you can from scripture like when you're trying to seriously read in that way there really is no like silly question right like there's really there's really no like question or rabbit trail or thought that is not worth if it's interesting to you that's not worth pursuing right like you could spend a couple hours reading everything you can find in the library and on the internet about Zacchaeus and trying to figure out if he was the short one or not and at the end of the day what you're going to come away with is not some radically new understanding of this passage in Luke or radically new understanding of you know Luke's presentation of Christ's earthly ministry or something like that in this case <laughs> this is a question where the stakes are much lower the uh, the stakes are much shorter um but but it it's a it's it's sort of like doing reps in a way like like there's no silly question right there's like if you have the interest like you and i do <laughs> like this this question comes up it's like huh i've never thought about that let me like if you're able to let me you know muddle through the greek let me do a Google search and see what comes up. Let me go read a couple commentaries on this 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 passage and this this story and see what people have. You know, like just like something like that where it's like it seems so insignificant that it might be like, oh, that's a silly question. But it's like, well, no, it's not. You know, like this isn't something that I am going to be bringing up, you know, to anyone in a sermon anytime soon. But that doesn't make make it a silly question that that just means like that it just shows like the value i think of 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 scripture and reflecting on and meditating on scripture that at the end of the day insignificant as the final result might be in the grand scheme of like faith and the universe um chase after all of those rabbit trails yeah you know um whether you're talking about a, a, you and a group of friends or, or like a small group at church or whatever in, in a Bible study kind of group setting or whether you're talking about just something that stands out to you one day when you're reading Luke 12 or whatever um, and then some questions that lead to some Google searches and a book and, and it's like what you're going to learn and, and the muscles you're going to flex in that process um, even if the answer ends up being Oh, I was I was wrong. That's that actually, it, you know, I read that wrong. That that's not significant at all. Like, you're, this is the act of sort of study, right? Yeah. Like study in in the in the most broad sense where we're just curious and we're learn like intellectually curious and learning because we have a high regard and a love for the subject. In this case, 
scripture, understanding of the faith, revelation of God, and all of that stuff. And I think it's really it's really fun to do. Um, and it's I, I think I've said this at some point over the last few years on this podcast, but like it's sometimes almost even more fun when it's something that seems silly at first or seems um, or is silly or and maybe silly is not the right word, but like less serious, less significant yeah. for, you know, your understanding of scripture or whatever. But it's just like it's kind of fun to be like, I'm going to take, you know, an hour today and I'm just going to get to the bottom of like whether or not Jesus or Zacchaeus is short. It doesn't change anything for me, but like it, it's just like I'm gonna try and figure it out, and it's like that's fun, you know. And and if that's done in a, in a disposition of humility and like seeking and not trying to like conquer the text, which is always a temptation for us, but like yeah. then I th- I just think it's gr- I just think it's great and and it's fun to do with 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 questions and to see even these smaller questions, um, it they're not a waste of your time when you're talking about holy scripture. Well despite what we've said here of this being for the most part inconsequential i do think it's worth highlighting the fact that as humans both then in scripture and now we and and you alluded to this but we do place an emphasis on appearance we do place an emphasis on stature i mean like when you think of leaders when you think of like what what are qualities you look for in a boss in a ceo in a president in x y or z or even like when we see somebody out in public it's like oh that dude's like 6 4 230 and is just like you know he looks like he could lead an army and that like for example this is actually like man providential last night my wife and i we we restarted the mcu we were like hey let's start over from the very beginning we haven't done this in a number of years let's watch all the movies and tv shows in timeline order which means you start with captain america the first avenger if you remember Captain America, they they make Chris Evans like this dweeby, like scrawny little man, right? This dude who has no form, no beauty whatsoever. He's just like picked on constantly. Um, but he's the dude that has like the heart of gold, the one who's like the one who can be a leader. I mean, they like drive that point home time and time and time again. Obviously, he gets the the super soldier serum or whatever, and then he gets to be that like 6'4", 240, like Captain America look. Um, but that's a good example. Like that's a that's almost like a, a parable of 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 our times, of our of the, the way our world works. When we look at somebody, what they what they appear to be, um, we make even if just mental, we make little judgments. We make little notes in our head about somebody simply based on what they look like. Not anything about their heart, their character, their disposition. Um, And so that's a temptation and one that I think we should shy away from as believers, if I'm being honest. And here is the thing. (laughs) Yes, it is inconsequential, but people have thought about this. I mean, if you look up, was Jesus short? There are so many articles. I was like surprised at how many articles there are. Um, Some of the speculation, the things that people use to try to figure this stuff out, right? Um, like people have even tried to use like the Shroud of Turin. And I know that that's like a whole separate thing. We could probably have a whole episode on the Shroud of Turin. But people are like, oh, based on the Shroud, like he had to have been like six foot three because like there's the face of the person and all this stuff or whatever. Um, but a number of articles, number of these scholarly academic things probably say that Jesus was in the ballpark of like five one to five foot five simply because that was about the average height for a man in that time period. Um, so if we're going to 
choose to believe scripture like I think we should. Like Jesus had no form or stature that we should look upon him. No, you know, extravagant beauty. Um, probably your average run-of-the-mill carpenter from Timbuktu, right? I mean, like, does anything good come out of Nazareth? Can a can a six-foot-four, uh, you know, king come out of Nazareth? No. Uh, carpenters, lowly carpenters uh, do. Um, so the Savior you worship, the, the Lord of the cosmos, the one who died upon a cross, is probably in the ballpark of 5'1 to 5'5". Five five. <laughs> So does that mean that our resurrected Lord, should he stand before you today, or more more appropriate, appropriately worded, should you stand before him, you're pr- in my mind, you're probably going to be like a couple inches taller than Jesus. I have to imagine. I mean, I'm this is pure speculation, but like in glory, if I have my form as it is today, I, I stand about five foot ten. So am I going to be like five to nine inches taller than Jesus? I don't know. Does that matter? I don't know. But like, again, I think like the, the, the bigger point to be made is that like we as people um, just naturally have this, this disposition, this want to look at the form of a person to make judgments, to make assumptions. And so we ought not do that because the Lord didn't, the Lord talked to any, anybody, basically all the people that other people didn't want to look at. Um, so like that, that matters. So that, that's sort of like where I want to land is like in one sense, yes, it is inconsequential how tall Jesus was, whether he was five, one, six, one, seven, one in the end, it, ne- it doesn't necessarily matter, but it does matter because it, it affects our hearts in a way. It affects how we think about other people, how we interact in the world. And in the end, how we love one another. Um, I think, you know, when Jesus says, love your neighbor, it's not just your neighbors above five foot six, um, but it's all your neighbors. So, yeah, I don't know. And do you have any final thoughts before we wind down here? No, not really. Um, yeah, I obviously agree and and would just incur like the another aspect that I'll close with of, of these sorts of questions is it's also helpful as they're, they're also helpful as reminders to always strive to read carefully. Um, and I mean, that's generally true of anything you're reading, but, but particularly with, with scripture to, um, you don't have to be some kind of scholar to understand God's word. But, um, when we come before scripture in, in public worship or, or on our own time reading it, like, um, to do so with care, uh, I think is, I think is, is is necessary and and the the sort of ways that it's valuable become i think clearer when you when you notice things that you have skipped over before it's like a good reminder like oh you know i've read this story a million times and i never noticed this like there's always there's always more to come back to right you, you won't exhaust scripture and, and i think this is a good sort of a good way to remember that yeah and it's hard i mean there's there's a sense in which i wish i could approach scripture with fresh eyes every time but when you're familiar with something, familiarity breeds comfort in so many different areas of life. And so when you become too familiar with scripture, you miss things because you're simply glossing over details or or whatever. So yeah, read read scripture carefully, read it diligently, read it thoughtfully, and read it with your, your bros and, and sisters and it, it'll all be good in the end. But I don't know. This was really interesting. Now I almost want to do an episode on the Shroud of Turin because like 
It's a really interesting, like, little side piece of, like, Christian theology, Christian history, Christian science, even to a degree. So maybe next week we do an episode on the Shroud. So anyway, we want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Doxology Podcast. Thank you for listening to any of our 260-some-odd episodes at this point. We we appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to connect with us, if you want to tell us, like, how tall was Jesus? Do you know? Have you seen him? I, I don't know. People claim to, like, see visions of Jesus all the time. When you see him, is he tall? Is he short? Tell us. Um, let's see. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Doxology Podcast. Send us an email at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. Send us those questions. Send us those height estimates. Whatever it might be, at the end of the day, we'd love to hear from you. And until next time, peace. See you.